When I was young, me and my mama had beef. 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Chad and Zay. All right, let's go hour number three on this Friday. Leading into Mother's Day weekend. It will be on Sunday. So normally hour number three of Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He's Isaiah Collier. Normally, Zay goes with a beat. But since we're going to Mother's Day, you just thought it was... You just stop. Let's just go ahead and go. Yeah, it's Pac. I mean, we go with the instrumental, but you got to hear Pac just speaking that real, man. Come on. What's the name of this one? Dear Mama. Okay. Queen Mama. Yeah. This one and... uh, What's the one that's that's one of my the other one of my favorites? Uh, Keep your head up. Yeah, the name of it. Yeah, I always love those pop songs because it showed the heart. Yeah, a little bit. Right. I have. If I had to pick, if you say to me, Chad, you need to go listen to either Tupac or Biggie. I'm not getting into the bigger discussion, but I always lean with Pac, and sometimes the heart is the reason. Yes, a little more of that heart mm-hmm. in Tupac. Than, uh, than on the Biggie side. Both extremely talented. I've enjoyed listening to both, but I'd lean Pac kind of for that reason. When he get when he gets on the emotional side, I feel like, oh, okay, that's cool. Show me a little realism there. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, with you. All right. So Tupac getting us started this hour. And uh, all uh, we hope everybody is doing well out there. Hope uh, hope your mother is doing well. As we said earlier, if uh, if your mother is uh, you know is is still living, still with us. Give her a happy Mother's Day. Have a great time. Might be your first Mother's Day uh, for some, and we wish you all the best on Mother's Day. And if your mother is no longer with us, rest in peace to all those great moms out there. Certainly remember them this Mother's Day and uh, and all that they taught you through the years. And maybe the hiccup remedies were part of what your mom taught you and uh, you know help you out in, in certain situations. So we just had that crazy story that Zay threw out about Bo Jackson having hiccups for damn near a year. Not quite a year because it was last july but if they can't figure this one out with this procedure it might be a year and that's wild that's crazy i did not realize people could be could hiccup that long and somebody's tell me somebody's done it for 68 years in the world record so crazy stuff there all right coming up we'll get into that rugby discussion uh with the premier rugby sevens folks at 2 30 right now though and we've of course we've talked nba we'll get uh, Zay's picks on those uh, NBA games, Miami and LA. Do they both finish tonight? Does one of them get it done and the other has to go to game seven? We'll get those picks before the hour is done. But we also have, and for you Texas baseball fans, Texas baseball over on 1260 and 1019 uh, for that first game. We'll get you updates through the hour. And then, the, of course, the second game is tonight at 6 30. All right, so let's get to the album swap discussion. And oh, did we hit some big dogs this week? So, since for weeks now, I've been thinking Zay should listen to a Metallica album. My wife and I both decided Ride the Lightning was a good place to start. First one I ever listened to. First time I ever heard Metallica. It was the first track of this album. So I thought, let's send Zay down the Ride the Lightning path and see what happens. Zay, this is the most intense thing I've probably had you listen to. Yeah. This is thrash metal. This is a little more developed for them because it is the second album. So I'm interested to hear the reaction here. What'd you think? Impressive. Impressive. You know, only eight songs, but some of the songs are long as hell. And I'm with it. I see the hype. 
I was rocking my head in my car, you know, knowing the history of those guys. Their first album, Kill 'Em All, was cool, but you're right, Chad. This is the album that changed everything. And you see just the history on James Hetfield and Yurek, Hamlet, and you know, guy who's not around anymore, Burton. Oh, that, Cliff Burton. Very sad. Very, oh, my God. Very sad. I did not know that about Metallica, that they lost him. It seems like a lot of these bands go through some crazy yeah. stuff with some mm-hmm. of the members, like Def Leppard, somebody lost an arm and stuff. Right. So just Everybody went through something with the drugs and the alcohol and just living fast in that era, trying to get your big break. And Metallica was the same way, you know, they... Did the album in Copenhagen, and okay. a lot of those guys, it was tough because they were broke, and I think you could kind of feel it here. Like, hey, this is it. We gotta kind of change some stuff, uh, some stuff up, and if we do that, this could be our big break, and that's what they got. So, very impressive, very creative. The guitars, man, are crazy. Usually, Chad, I would hate an album. With no lyrics. Uh-huh. Like, why the hell would you have an album with just an instrumental? This makes no sense. If Nas had an album with just an instrumental, I would lose my mind because it would take away Nas's best attribute. That's his lyrics. Uh-huh. But it works here. Yeah. And I, I don't know how, but it works. <laughs> it's funny because they had two straight albums like this. The next album is also eight tracks, and it also has an instrumental on it. See, I, and I, I was like, how does this work? Like, How am I still digging it? Yeah. And I think the fact that they had that song at the very end, Katutu, Call of Cthulhu. Call of, yeah, Cthulhu. Uh-huh. That's that was very smart that they did it that way. Oh yeah, if you start the record with it, that'd be dumb. That'd be Yeah, uh, you don't want to uh, do that. The fact that they finished it with that, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, man. Such a good album. Such a good album. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It is it is where they we'll say it for both bands today, but it is where they took a step. Took a step developmental-wise, and the guitars are great. This is, like, for me, it's kind of like I enjoy some of this type of stuff. Like, some people enjoy classical music because I can hear the guitar parts in my head. I can hear the rhythms in my head. I don't just hear the vocals in my head. So that's what this era of Metallica is so good at, man. Hetfield, Kirk Hammett, Lars, and Cliff just absolutely slaying this stuff. It's so good. Now, doing my research, did not know... Hetfield was a huge Dick Vitale. Didn't know that. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people don't like him. I was seeing that Axl Rose called him a racist. Oh, At wow. Point, I had not heard that one. When they went on tour together and both of those guys butt heads on different things. And yeah, Hetfield they- says that Rose is basically like a prima donna and eats everything perfect and bosses people around. Yeah. And the Axl Rose said, yo, this guy, we had iced tea around. And this dude completely disrespected iced tea. So I don't know how accurate that is, whatever. We're not going to get into that. But it was interesting seeing those types of things when you go back and look at their history. Another thing that stood out, Chad, was kind of like the purple tape with Raekwon and how iconic that was. The album cover came out green at first. Really? So there are a couple like green copies that are out there. Oh, I didn't realize that. People that. have that are like legendary copies that probably could sell for a ton of money. The Green Ride the Lightning albums? Yeah, the Green Ride the Lightning <laughs> albums that I saw. Like, yeah, the record label oh, was responsible funny. for printing the album and they made a mistake. The cover went from blue to green and they realized after 400 copies were, you know, out, they didn't have much money. They said, well, 
I guess people will have 400 green copies then. So how that's how that? they went about it. Interesting. Oh, my goodness. All right, so Ride the Lightning. You had a favorite song on Ride the Lightning? Um, Anything jump out at you? You know what? So was, what's probably going to be surprising on this one uh-huh. is the song that people were saying was the sellout song. Fade to Black, that's my joint. I like that song. It might be my favorite song on this album. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, Fade to Black's incredible. I love that song. It's a wonderful song. Yo, people it's, said that. It's dark. It's a dark. It, it's it's a little more melodic than what they've done. It's a little more ballady. But, dude, that song is sung from the perspective of someone that's contemplating suicide. There ain't nothing light about that song, and it's so good. Yeah, and then just doing the research on that, people said, oh, it's their sellout song. Just because yeah. it's against the grain of what they normally do. Trust but. me, if there was a Metallica sellout moment, it was a long way past this album. <laughs> long way. 6.55 on that one, by the way. Six minutes and 55 seconds for Fade to Black. No, don't feel bad for loving Fade to Black. That is one of their epics to me. I love Fade to Black. Don't don't feel bad at all. Okay. Don't feel bad at all. All right. So, as, as you may know, Zay is a very tough grader of albums. Let's see where Ride the Lightning finished. Ride the Lightning, Zay. What's the grade? 8.7. Ooh, for Zay, that's big time. 8.7? Isn't that what you did for Aerosmith? Weren't you in that area for Toys in the Attic? Probably. You went high eights for that, too? Yeah, I look for you to Ooh. keep up with those things. 8.7. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. Well done. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a big Metallica guy. I'd probably put it up towards the towards the A range, but I like an 8.7 from you. I will take that. All right, that album was released in 84, and about seven years later, on September the 24th of 1991, that is when the second A Tribe Called Quest album came out. It is called The Low End Theory. That's where Zay told me to go. Said, let's go. You gotta go. That's the one you gotta check out. Um... Zay, I was thoroughly impressed. Yo, man, this album changed hip-hop. Thoroughly impressed. So one of the things that will frustrate me about a rap album sometimes is a slow start, a sluggish start. We're going to put a skit in there that's a minute and a half, two minutes, five minutes, whatever it is, to get it started. We're not going. This album does not do that at all. It jumps right in. It gets right in. Excursions is the first track, and it starts pretty quickly. There are no little 30-second vignettes throughout to kind of even give you a breath. This thing starts. It never really lets up. 14 tracks, and... I get it. I get why this is a big deal to a lot of people. I get why you said this is the one I should listen to. Um, Hit 45 on the Billboard 200. It uh, topped out at number 13 on the hip-hop charts. But at one point, Rolling Stone called this the 43rd best album ever. All genres included. 43rd best album ever. That really hit me when I realized that they considered it top 50, but... Again, I understand it, man. Just so smooth, so well delivered. The the beats are incredible. It's intelligent. It's not it, it's topical without being overly angry. And I love angry rap. But this doesn't come at you like NWA. It doesn't come at you like Public Enemy. This comes at you a little bit of a different way. And it's so structured. It's so, again, smooth is the best thing I can keep saying about it. It's such a smooth album, the way it is delivered. The, you just can't, it's like you're upset when the songs are over. 
You know what I mean? Yo, like yeah. instead of oh, uh-huh. instead of okay, let's get through some of this. No, no, you're just you just want it more and more. The check the rhyme song. I'd heard that song even though I may not have known I heard it. That little line about but you the five is not the man. That thing I've heard that a lot. Didn't really know where it came from. Right. And now I hear the actual song. That's great. Jazz is great. Uh, vibes and stuff. Oh man, one of my favorites. Maybe not a song that I don't know if that's is a song that gets a lot of love or not. That was awesome. Verses from the abstract is a great song. Maybe well, my favorite song on the album that's probably not a massive hit. The song "What" I loved. Oh yeah, Q-Tip. Two and a half minutes of just incredible lyricism. That was awesome. Scenario, the Busta Rhymes intro that you were telling me about. I knew that was coming, and that's such a catchy little hook, too. So it was great, man. That it, I get it. I told my daughter if she was looking for a rap album to listen to to check it out. She had listened to the whole thing by the end of yesterday and said, you're right, it's really good. It's That's how good a record this was. She went through it one just took took off and didn't stop. Yeah. Dude, it was really, really good. Um, let me see if there's anything. What else did I write down? Oh, and the, also that it, it got its love in the Library of Congress. The Library <laughs> of Congress put that album in because of its cultural significance. So I totally understand uh, why this album would be important. The cover, I love both of these album covers, by the way. Metallica with the electric chair, but this one with the, the woman painted up. In I think it's is it supposed to be like an it's like Afrocentric colors. It's an African yeah yeah the mm-hmm. African colors but like a bright neon almost version of it. That's incredible catch you know eye catching album cover. Uh, it was awesome. So before I give my grades, Zay, I'm gonna start doing this now because I know how hard of a grader you are. I've already written it down. What would you give low end theory? Nine point two. Ooh, nine point two. What's crazy is I like Midnight Marauders better. Their next album that came out in 93, I'll probably give that a 9.3. Really? Yeah. The next one? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's just my personal opinion. All right. Well, you're going 9.2? Yes, sir. You're too low. You're too low. I'm going, I think this is the highest grade I've given so far because I'm going one notch higher than what I did for one of the Wu-Tang albums, and I think it was- Liquid Swords? Either Liquid Swords, yes. Was it Liquid Source? I think yeah, they got the highest a, grade. Yeah. I'm going 9-6. 9-6 on the low-end theory. I can't hate it. I am not putting a low-end grade on the low-end theory. It is high-end stuff. I can't hate it. you got to understand, during this time in 1990-91, when you came to hip-hop and sampling and trying to make a beat, you were going to Motown and James Brown. And Q-Tip said, you know, how can we be different? He went the jazz route, as you hear right here yeah, on Butter. He went the jazz route and said, okay, let's see if we could, his pops was a huge jazz guy. Yeah. Let's see if we can mesh hip-hop and jazz together, and they perfected it. Yeah, still and, making that sound cool, that's, that's a tough thing to do, and it's impressive. Not too many people can rap and produce and write their own lyrics. Everybody says, well, Dr. Dre, Dre wasn't writing his lyrics, Cube was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Dre still writes his lyrics or was during that chronic era, yeah. but Tip was doing that and making the beats. Ali Shari Muhammad, he deserves a lot of credit because he was the other producer. And then Fife Dog, we're sports guys. Five Dog might be the best sports rapper of all time. I was going to say, a lot of close. cool sports references. The dude said Scott Styles, Carmelo. 
Yes. And I don't know who else he said. Yes. Maybe Scott Styles. I leave a car alone. Like so good. It's nuts. And they have a documentary, which is really sad because at the end, because Five Dog, he's no longer with us. Oh, okay. He had a bad stint with diabetes. Mm. He talked about him just being addicted to sugar. I but, heard he got diagnosed with diabetes right before the album. Yeah, right before the album. So when he found didn't out. really know where he was going. And yeah. Tip came to him and was like, yo, even though we dropped the first album, which is basically Q-Tip and a little bit of Five, he's like, I need you for this next one. We could do something special. Five came along. And yeah, it's... Yeah. They made history, and both of those guys, yeah, at the end, they just didn't get along with one another. It's really sad. You know the actor Michael Ravenport? Oh, yeah. He directed the documentary. Oh, okay. So he's very close with love, the guys. I love Ravenport. Yeah, go yeah. watch that. It's okay. a classic. You get to see a lot of insight on how people feel about a Tribe Called Quest. And, yeah, if it wasn't for Tribe Called Quest, you wouldn't have a Pharrell. We wouldn't have a lot of guys. Yeah. Like the Native Tongues era. Just legendary. What does uh, what's the uh, documentary called? You know, uh, beats, rhymes, and something. Okay. Yeah, just type in Michael Ravenport. Gotcha. Yeah. Tribe Called Quest. I will do that. Couple things I've read about it that this is the album that made Dre want to do a solo record and ended up doing the Chronic. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. It's in a, and then the other one in an, in a non-rap reference was an artist that was really influenced by this album that went on to be a big deal later on was Jack White. The Jack's always talked about apparently that album specifically. Really changed everything Yo, this for is him. Leonardo DiCaprio's favorite album. Is that right? All the time. That's fantastic. Yeah, no. Buster Rhymes, this is how he got big because Leaders of the New School were part of the Native Tongues and Scenario. Just one of the most iconic verses ever from Busta. Yeah, man, he loves Q-Tip. Yeah, I remember seeing on that documentary says, uh, not vibes and stuff because that's what we're listening to, mm-hmm. verses from the abstract. One of his favorite songs ever. Like he song. remembers when Tip made it because the first person that Tip says in that song is Busta Rhymes uh-huh. in the fact. Yeah. Shahi in the fact. So that song will always be connected to Busta. And yeah, man. Oh, gosh. I hate that they had a bad falling out before Fife died. I know that kills Q Tip. It's a good, yeah. It's it, it's really well done. And the interaction between Q Tip and, and Fife Dog are really, is really, really good as well. Uh, impressive stuff, man. I think it's a great album. So there you go. Uh, as always, I probably overgrade and Zay probably undergrades on things. He's a tough grader. He's tough. Zay's going to get you what you need. Zay's going to make sure you're getting through the class. I'm the guy you want to take for summer school. Because <laughs> I think it's all great. I don't think it's all great. Y'all should know me by I'm a music snob enough to tell you. If I thought it was bad, I'd tell you it was bad. I ripped on that Lil' Kim album for reasons that nobody thought I would rip on it because I didn't think it was enough. Yeah, you didn't I think didn't, it was nasty I didn't, enough. It didn't go far enough. I didn't think they gave her the respect she needed on that album. I'll tell you, if I think it's bad, this was just smooth. At, oh, my God. This was just gravy and honey and whatever else you have. This The perfect, you know, what is Shaq likes to say? Barbecue chicken? Barbecue chicken. Just the perfect barbecue chicken. Can chick- you dig it? This is ribs falling off the bone is what this was. You know when you pick up the rib and you just literally just got a bone in your hand, you just throw the bone aside yeah. and go, it's that tender? That's what this album is, man. It was so smooth to listen to. There are... Uh, they were like 20, 21 years oh, old. Yeah. There, I haven't listened to a ton of rap albums. There's some, I think, that are great, and I got to add this one to the list now. If somebody says, hey, what's a great rap album that you like? I mean... Straight Outta Compton was already there, and the Black Album from Jay-Z, and some Eminem's there, and there's others that I would say I like, but I don't know if I'm great. The Outkast record that I've we talked about, I think Southern Playalistic is great. Yeah. I'd call that great. 
this is absolutely there. So now you see why people have a hard time picking best group out of Tribe and Outcasts. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's difficult. That's really difficult. And then, you know, even when you look at something like that first Wu-Tang album that you had me listen to, that's a great album too, True, I think. Yeah. I think that's got I think I'd put that up in that great category. Oh, absolutely. In 36 adi- Chambers. Yes. yes. In addition to the some the solo stuff that that I listened to there. All right, so there you go. That's the album swap. Now next week, uh, I think we may do a slight detour. Somebody was asking, "Hey, what about the movie review? We've had movie reviews in the middays um, you know, years ago uh, with our man Trey and some others. Um, but the and BK back in the day we're doing some movies. So we thought we'd take a little break next week. I think we're going to do a movie swap where we each have to watch a movie we have not seen because I haven't seen a ton. Jay's been on me about not seeing Blue Chips. And so I think I'm going to watch Blue Chips. And yesterday I found out Zay hasn't seen A Few Good Men. And that's one of my favorites. So I think that's what we're going to do next week. You up for a little Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson and Demi Moore? Yeah, I'm up for it. Yeah? Am I going to cry? And I got I don't think you're going to cry. Okay. Uh, and we got to deal with, uh, I got to go have, hang out with what, Shaq and Nick Nolte, right? <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> All right. I think we're going to do that. We're going to do that next week. Oh, man. What right. a bad, good film. All right. Coming. Oh, I like bad. Bad, good film. Sometimes that can be good. Uh, all right. Coming up, Why Today Matters. We will talk to the founder and CEO of Premier Rugby Sevens. They've got a big event coming up in June at Q2. If you love rugby, it is coming to town. If you don't know anything about it, you still may want to head out to Q2 because they got a party planned. We'll tell you about it next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Rolling through our Friday. We're getting ready for Mother's Day this Sunday. Zay, you've been sticking with this uh, theme pretty good. Do you feel like if you bust the theme up, it'll mean that, you know, that you may be, uh, that you're, that you're trying to disrespect moms, so you're going to stick with it? Yeah, it a little bit. Yeah, yeah I got to stick with it. Right. Moms are so important. Uh, all right, should I know this one? No. No? I barely know this one. Oh, all right. Well, who is it? This is Nas. Oh, okay. The song's called Dance. I had somebody ask me, who's it, who was I talking to Nas about? Oh, I was talking to my daughter uh, about Nas because somebody, in, you'll appreciate this, somebody in a class, they were just having a discussion about things like artistic works, music, art, whatever it is, that should be preserved for mankind. And she had a classmate argue for a Nas album. And it was... The Illmatic album. That kid's going places. <laughs> for, a, for, a kid, older. for a kid born in the 2000s, right? I say Illmatic, which it is a classic album, but to yeah. know that. So I told her, I said, hey, I do have a Nas double disc up there. If you want a CD copy of something, I said, go check it out. He's pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. So Nas joins the group today. Songs with the, the, the mom influence. Juvenile Mr. T, believe it or not. Boys to Men and uh, Fountains of Wayne have all been on the show today. Great Tupac song. Uh, the song for Mama to start the hour as well. Hope all of our moms have a great Mother's Day out there. Um, and also hope everybody stays nice and safe and dry this weekend with all the rain. All right. Let's get you Why Today Matters. We got a special guest on this May 12th. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, we're going to get after it with some rugby talk today, ladies and gentlemen. we got the founder and CEO of Premier Rugby Sevens in the studio with us. It is Owen Scannell. Owen, how are you? 
Doing good. Th- thanks for having me, Chad. Really excited to be here. Man, we appreciate the time, um, and uh, we're kind of trying to get folks uh, educated on what this league is and what you guys have going on. So I know there's an event coming up in June at Q2. Right. Before we get there, how long has Premier Rugby 7s been going on? So this will be year three. Okay. Um, we started in 2021. Um, our first year in Austin was last year. Uh, we actually had our championship weekend uh, in Austin last year, which was our most attended event ever. Um, and we're really excited to be coming back uh, in June, uh, back to Q2 Stadium as well. So. And this is, so Premier Rugby 7s, for the people that might not be familiar, I'll admit this is one of those questions I've been going through today. A seven-on-seven seven rugby, is that is if somebody grew up watching some rugby, was yeah. that seven-on-seven seven as well? Or So you're traditional, if you're a traditional hardcore rugby fan, you're used to seeing 15 guys and girls out there on the field. Okay. Um, guys or girls, let me be clear there. It's guys or girls. But, yeah. Um, 15 aside is what you kind of ran, uh, normally would expect. Um, you know, kind of comparable in football would be like 11. Imagine if like in football you took off the offensive line. And you were just playing with the receivers and the running backs, and that was the game. Um, that's okay. kind of what seven aside is like in rugby, the kind of equivalent. So, like seven on seven, kind of a like seven on seven, 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 football. Exactly. seven yeah. on seven football, seven yeah. on seven football, but almost like if you took off, like you went down to five on five football. Too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it creates a lot of space um, for really, I guess the way I describe it is like the most exciting parts of rugby. Right, you get all of the scoring, the tackling. Um, you know, the, the, the big hits, the big plays, that all happens. And it happens in this really fast window of 14 minutes long. So the games, because it's so physically demanding for the players, they have to shorten the window down. And it's played in this tournament-style format, which is really fun, kind of festival atmosphere that goes around it. Um, and, you know, just a, just creates for just a really cool fan experience. If you've never seen rugby before, you're going to pick it up in, like, two minutes. It's really, really accessible and really intuitive. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. So where are you from? Where where are you from? Because I'm I, from the Northeast originally. Okay, so how'd you get into rugby? Just you know, because obviously not being looked at in America as a main sport. We know main sports: football, basketball, baseball, hockey. How'd you get into rugby? Yeah, I was so I was a high school soccer player, and I kind of picked up soccer a little bit later in in life than, than most. Um, kind of got into college, and I think actually it's it's, a, it's probably a relatively, I'd say, classic story for a lot of people in American rugby. Um, you know, where you, you get to college and you discover rugby for the first time. There's this great kind of network of clubs and, and, and programs around the country at the college level. That was where I found it. Um, you know, really immensely formative for me. You know, you meet a great group. You know, it's a great social experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really great from a, you know, from a, a, a the opportunity, I think, to play a sport at a really high level um, and, and play something where you get to kind of, you know, everybody that that plays is empowered in a lot of ways. I think unlike football, or not not to say anything negative about football, but football you get really specialized, right? You come in, you you know, you get put into say, oh, you're you know, you're going to be a guard, right? Or you know, you're going to be a receiver, you're going to be a defensive back based on your skill set. The cool thing about rugby is that everybody in the sport has to do everything, right? You know, everybody picks up the ball, runs with it, can score, can pass. Um, even can kick. You might not, not everybody should kick, but you, everybody <laughs> can kick. Um, and, and it basically creates this game where, you know, everybody, no matter what shape or size you are, you're all kind of contributing to this, this great, you know, this, this, this outcome collectively. Um, so really cool sport in terms of the values and it kind of imparts onto people that play it. Um, and, and really fun to play. Um, I think the, uh, you know, the version that we have, this rugby sevens is one of the most exciting versions to watch, right. And, and you know, to actually see the game and say, how does this all? You know, how does it all work? Right. I think the 
you know, the, the cool thing and the opportunity we have there is the ability to see what it looks like live and really get kind of the best parts of it. The thing that jumped out to me, you mentioned that 14 minutes, uh, two seven minute halves Correct. is, is a game here. So the fact that, like you said, it's, it's a reasonable amount of time. If I'm a, if I'm watching, if I'm going out there as a fan to learn about it, it's something that is not taking a ton of time. And then for this event on the 17th, walk me through. I know that the so the Texas team is part of it. Each team has mm-hmm. a men's and women's team, correct. correct? Yeah. So we have we have four franchises that are going to be playing. Uh, each franchise has uh, two teams. We call franchises the is the core te- uh, kind of brand that oversees it, mm-hmm. and there are two teams that compete on behalf of that franchise. So Texas will have uh, the team. We call it the team, like a team of horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a uh, uh, a name that that I think uh, some people love. Some people hate, and I think uh, you know you kind of know if you're in on it or not. If you if you say, "Oh, I like that," then you're a team fan, right? That's uh-huh. you know you don't have to. It's not for everybody, but it's it's you know those who know know. Um, and, and so they'll both play uh, a kind of semifinal knockout type of uh, round, kind of first two hours. There'll be an entertainment break. We have a live band. Uh, that I can't announce quite yet, but okay. um, which right. will be really exciting. And then they'll play uh, the consolation matches and the finals. So then you'll have a winner. Um, the Texas team will be the home team. They'll be the host of, of the tournament. Um, and so they just got to win uh, two games to, to hopefully hopefully take it home. Gotcha. Okay. So you'll see the men's and women's team both perform, both have a game and hopefully advance, and they could both win mm-hmm. the that individual yeah. matchup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They have two, two separate tournaments. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, you obviously know we cover a ton of football and yeah. the way the games play nowadays isn't what it was back in the 90s where guys were getting a whole bunch of concussions and you could take off on heads like mm-hmm. Ronnie Lott. He probably wouldn't be able to play nowadays. But with that comes you hear the rugby tackling, mm-hmm. rugby form tackling. Have you been approached by any football coaches just about like learning how to do technique and you know how do you go about that by just transitioning like rugby style to football game? Yeah, the the it, it's interesting. The, there's a lot of interest in in football to learn about rugby, right? Because rugby's been kind of, you know, at the forefront of making the game safer, right? You know, and trying and it's it's the game that's predicated on safety, right? You know, there's a level of trust in a full contact sport where you don't wear any pads that, you know, everyone's going to kind of engage in a way that's, you know, that's conducive to the safety of everybody. <laughs> right. Um and, and you know, because of that, right, the rules are pretty are, are a lot stricter and a lot more different than than football, you know, you have to wrap, right? You know, there's no kind of shoulder charge, there's no you know, you can't lead with the crowd of your helmet because you don't have a helmet, right? You know your skull's going to get, uh, you know you'll have you'll have some problems there if you decide to do that. Um, and so it, it, there is a, a real kind of focus on you know hey it's it's a wrap tackle it's you got you're responsible for bringing the you know the player to the ground safely. Um, it's got to be below the neck. It's got to be above the knees, right? And so it creates this actual this dynamic where there's um, it's actually despite the fact the lack of pads it is a it, it is a safer uh, experience just because of the way people engage in it. Um, All right. You know, I know I know a lot of football programs are looking at that, and you know, I think the C- the Seahawks uh, a number of years back um, when they had Richard Sherman and that that de- that kind of I think the Super Bowl defense where they were, uh, um, you know, had, had gotten a lot of uh, I think you know praise for the this tackling style that they brought in. They said, yeah, we took 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 some notes from rugby. So yeah. 
yeah, it's definitely an exciting one for sure. Yeah, I know. I've heard Pete Carroll talk about uh, rugby tackling. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, if you go to hornfm.com, we've got a link up there for you. You can go see the full PR7 schedule. You can see a video kind of outlining how each event works, and you can get into a little bit more of how the game plays out. Again, Q2 Stadium. It is the, uh, June 17th. We've also got a link up there for you to go get tickets. For people who've been out to Q2, maybe to see an Austin FC uh, match, it can become a pretty crazy place out there. How about the environment at a uh, at a at a PR Sevens event, uh, Premier Rugby Sevens event? Tell everybody kind of what the the vibe is going to be if they're looking to you know maybe bring some family out there. What's it like? Yeah, it, it the Sevens has this fantastic global brand of what what it's all about, right? Which is it's it's a festival, right? People come out. There's a you know a lot of games going on. You come out, maybe you, you watch your team. You take it, you know you you watch your game. And you take a little bit of time off, right? You go listen to music. You go hang out in the the, the festival village. Um, we've got a lot of really exciting programming that we're going to be putting on and kind of building out that adjacent atmosphere, um, you know, to create a, a really fun fan experience. Um, you know, I think the kind of what people expect when they think about Sevens, right? One of the big things is costumes, right? Fans mm-hmm. around the world, whether you're in Hong Kong or Dubai, these kind of famous global Seven stops, people show up in costumes, right? And, you know, you, so for people oh, wow. coming in the okay. first time, yeah, you, you look at it and you say, what what is what's going on here? Like what are, what are these people doing? And it's really this tradition that came out of out of really just people you know going on on trips and deciding to have fun that they wanted to you know go up in fancy dress. So you get these groups that'll come in with themes. You know, one of the better ones I've seen I saw a group uh, last year uh, doing Will Ferrell uh, characters. So uh-huh. they had like a Buddy the Elf. They had a guy Mugatu. Right. Uh, you know, the, um, they <laughs> that's, had a, that's funny. Yeah, Anchorman, the, all yeah, that stuff. Anchorman. I think there was like three or four. Um, who's the uh, Tropic Thunder? Um, or not Tropic Thunder. Um, uh, the the like Ricky, Flint, Ricky Bobby and they, one Ricky Bobby. Yeah. It was the Flint Tropics. Um, oh the, right, Jackie uh, Moon. Oh, Jackie, Jackie Moon. Moon. Jackie, yeah, yeah. Jackie Moon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just kind of pick out. The, you know, the the fun part for me is always to guess the theme from afar. But you know, you'll see some people. They'll come as like the Power Rangers. They'll come as you know the um, you know the the uh, Marvel characters. Right. It's just you know there's it's all over the park. Um, and it creates a really fun kind of lighthearted environment. Right. You know, there's sing-alongs. You know, obviously the you know there's beer, but it's a great family experience. You know, to kind of you know just to relax and enjoy kind of one of the cooler sports out there in my 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 nice. opinion all right zay i'll throw on the bejeweled hat and shoes i wore to harry styles you get a costume we'll go see some rugby how about that i'm with it you're in i'm with ready it. ready to go let's dress up all right june 17th is uh the event at q2 and there are events all over the country but this is the one that is coming uh, to our area the texas team get out there check it out again there's a men's team women's team and then so each of them can ultimately win a championship and then the the teams together as an organization can win a championship too. Uh, pretty cool stuff. The PR7s. Again, you can check out hornfm.com. You can go to pr7s.com and uh, and check it all out. Premier Rugby 7s. Owen Scannell, the founder and CEO. Nice enough to come in and give us a little time today, man. Best of luck with all of this, and uh, hopefully it's a, a great show out there on the 17th, and they can't tell the difference between y'all and that crazy Austin FC crowd. Yeah, that's 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 the aspiration, and um, you know it's looking really exciting at the moment. So 
yeah, hopefully we'll see you all out there, and uh, should be a really good Saturday. You mentioned your championship weekend, real quick. How many were out there last last year? How many did you get out the Q two last year? A couple thousand. So I think, nice. we were, yeah, it was really you know really good atmosphere, really good environment, um, and yeah, hope, hopefully going to build on that this year, which we're really excited about. Very cool, so. man. Oh, and salute to you, man. For you to be a founder, you don't look a day over twenty five. I don't know what you're <laughs> I doing, but that. man, you're doing it, something special. It ages me on the inside, you know. That's where it's, <laughs> <laughs> all that all that stress, you know, it's it's it, it manifests somewhere, but you know. I appreciate it. Rugby appreciate stresses it. you from the inside. I don't know if that's the logo. I don't know if that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rugby, rugby also, if I were playing, it would stress me from the outside, yeah, both. too. Yes, yeah. it does both. <laughs> now, I watched some highlights today. It is uh, it is very exciting. It's obviously got got a good physicality to it because rugby always has. But the seven-on-seven seven idea is really interesting. I like the the speed of it. definitely feels different than some yeah. of the rugby I've seen before. So uh, it's cool stuff. Oh, and we appreciate the time. Uh, and, again, best of luck with that. We're proud to be uh, a partner with with uh, Premier Rugby 7, so check them out. Uh, PS7s.com if you want to check out, excuse me, PR7s.com, the website. If you want to check them out directly, you can go to hornfm.com and link to the video, the schedules, and find out more about Premier Rugby 7s. Coming up, Stems and Seeds, we'll get you our predictions for the games tonight. Will the Lakers and Heat advance to the next round? We'll tell you what we think next on the Horn. It's my baby mama. I want y'all support. She get welfare checks, but I stay in court. It's my baby mama. She be riding caddy, and she always looking for sugar daddies. Chad and Zay. Oh, we're going to end with a sweet one. I hope you have a good Mother's Day on Sunday. I do not recognize this one, but sounds like it's a heartfelt sentiment. What's it called? I'll give you a hint. The yeah. guest that we had on yesterday, it was his come out music when he wrestled. One of his come out songs was uh, his group. Ah, okay. Well, the group that I've heard you reference when you discuss Mark Henry is 3 6 Mafia. There we go. All right. There we go. I was That just proves I was paying attention. Not that I could recognize the song, but at least I was paying attention. 3 6 Mafia. What's it called, song? Baby Mama. <laughs> Baby Mama. That is so good. Now, yeah, wait. all the mothers out there that we love, I know some of y'all got some baby mamas that probably yeah. ain't the best. You well, don't get along with And it. that's the other thing that probably doesn't get said enough that needs to be said. If on this Mother's Day, if you have a crazy mom like, and you don't want to be around her and you're not going to be, have a good weekend. Yeah. It's not all roses and happiness for everybody. If you got a cra- you know, if you got a crazy mom and you don't have a great relationship, but you don't want to have one, like have a good weekend. Do whatever you do. Doesn't have to be. Yeah, if your mom's like George Costanza's, <laughs> you want to get away from her as quick as possible and never want to be around her. That's uh, okay too. Oh my God, I don't think there was anything funnier to me from her than when she thought she caught him. Uh, she, <laughs> she thought she caught him, and she's like, "Why do you want you treating your body like an amusement park?" <laughs> That was my favorite. Oh yes, lot of lot of different moms out there. Whatever kind of mom you have, or have you have now, or have had, whatever it is that you're looking for this Mother's Day, we do hope you find it. We hope everybody stays safe and dry this weekend because it's crazy with the weather and the the rain that's coming. Uh, also, we want to remind you that uh, Texas baseball is going on right now. Ends up having to be a doubleheader, unfortunately, today, but. 
trying to get you uh, get they're trying to get that series in. So game one is going on right now. Texas is up two to nothing in the top of the fourth. It's over on twelve sixty and one oh one nine. Shows will run normally till six fifteen, and then game two is at six thirty. All right, let's get these picks out for the NBA and see what else we can do with stems and seeds. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. All right, Zay, two teams trying to close the door. Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat, do they win it and go to the Eastern Conference Finals? Ah, yeah, unfortunately, I think Uh, they win tonight. I don't want that to happen. Game 7 at the Garden on Sunday it's hard to beat that, so that's what I'm praying for. I don't know if Jalen Brunson could play 48 minutes and give you 38 again. That's a lot of yep. minutes this time of the year. And to come back and have that same quick first step and be able to post up like he does, he's going to need more for R.J. Barrett. I love the way Quentin Grimes was. And on the other side, Jimmy Butler, that was his lone bad game of the playoffs. Not getting over 20 points. I haven't seen that Jimmy Butler this whole playoff run. So he's going to be really aggressive tonight. He told Spo, if you need me for 48, I'll be ready. And I expect something of that sorts tonight in Miami. I think they're going to beat him bad. Do you really? I think they're going to beat him by 10, 15, somewhere in that range. It won't be like Jimmer last night. I think it's going to be clear, though, by the end that it's Miami. I'll agree with you there. I like Miami. Lakers, Golden State. Does Steph Curry force a game seven? Yeah, he does. It's, I think it's Clay Thompson game six. Okay. Game six, Clay. He's got he's got to come back from that one, he right? He has to. He has to. These last two games, he's been terrible. And then back in 2016, where they were down 3-1 to the Oklahoma City Thunder, Clay had one of his best games of his career in that game since in OK City. So yeah. I expect him to have a big game. He's been struggling. Has he been doing too much because he's an L.A. native with his pops and stuff? Maybe, but Andrew Wiggins was good in that game, uh, game five. So was Draymond. We know what Steph's going to bring. They cannot stop that pick and roll involving Anthony Davis. Clearly, he's dealing with his head injury. LeBron's dealing with his leg. Yeah, I think the Warriors are going to take it back to the Bay for the game seven. I am rooting for the Lakers, but I'm going to keep picking Golden State till they're dead. They are Michael Myers. They are Jason Voorhees. And until I see that score go the Lakers' way, I agree with you. I think the Golden State's going to force Game 7. In that case, I think we get two Game 7s on Sunday because Celtics-Sixers will be a Sunday game. They haven't set the time yet, but if we get two of them, I think they'll both be on Sunday. I think if Miami goes Game 7, if New York forces 7, I think that happens on Monday. I think that's right. So just double-check your schedules there. All right, Texas baseball in that doubleheader right now. Rod and Harge coming up, and then game two of that series at 6.30. We're still waiting on that game three, so keep it right here and check texassports.com for when they decide they're going to do game three. Everybody have a great weekend, and happy Mother's Day on Sunday. Be nice to your mama this Sunday, and we'll come back and talk about it all on Monday. Monday. Have a great weekend. Stay dry. See you.